2: What? Where'd that first hour of complaining go? Went right out the window. Big and Wild Outdoors, welcome in this morning. Hour number two, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, Carlos, the Cuban redneck uh, is here. And uh, Lopez and uh, Bill George and Diego behind the glass. A little bit later on in the show, we're going to have Joe Wilson calling in from Arkansas. Of course, he's going to be talking about the uh, world champion squirrel cook-off. They're uh, going to do it again this year. I don't I don't remember. They did it last year. So um, it was COVID or no, we're going. And Rem- so remember, gonna... if
0: you want to turn around and get some squirrel, February 27th, Wild Game Cookout.
2: Yeah, that's going to be delicious out there. And uh, Chad Hodge is supposed to be calling in a little bit later on about the uh, turkey events that are going to be happening around the area. Rick Felita is going to call in a little bit later, too, uh, about the turkey extravaganza that's happening today up in Webster. Webster, Florida, up there at the uh, the True Heart Ranch.
1: Well, wow. we broadcasted live last year, but it was very challenging. Ha-
2: ha- <laughs> it was challenging uh, in the last hour because uh, with all the vendors that were there, they were doing all their transactions via the cellular system. We went
3: from a fire hose to a water hose.
2: Exactly. So we were trickling down, so we uh, had to go step back on that deal. Also, the uh, first annual squirrel uh uh competition's going to be going on today up in brooksville that's going to be going on i think our boy toby's going to be up oh, there for that that is today that is today as well
0: yeah, so my, lots my of stuff goal was on. to turn around when we get done with the show to go turn around and run up to the turkey thing and then try and swing over to the squirrel thing even if i didn't shoot some i want to go check it out and uh now I gotta see about dealing with <laughs> my car. Yeah, yeah so. it's gonna be fun, fun, right. fun. But hopefully, it. hopefully it's a quick fix uh, with a radiator hose or something, and um, get get me back on the road and and whatnot. But this morning was not taking the time to figure it out. Right? Um,
2: it's uh, you were on a you were on a mission to get here on time. Well, I, I
0: that, understand. Maybe I was on a secret mission to. Um, Make uh, certain airwaves quiet this morning. What? Well, C- certain people might 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 have had some. What technical are you saying? Sabotage? I maybe know. somebody cut oh, your I, line this maybe, morning. Maybe maybe we we should have a closure of the airwaves for a little bit. You know, a closure <laughs> should be good if we have a little radio silence for. 10 or 15 minutes well uh, one one radio show did have yeah. that this morning but we won't mention it oh uh, <laughs> is that what it was yeah and and okay
1: anyway Braden will get on social media and you know that's uh, it we, he'll, he'll, uh, make, you know, he'll make some things happen
2: if you hear if in the if, i don't know if you can hear it in the background but it's continuing now that uh, uh the people are starting to wake up a little bit and all that stuff we i posted uh Something on our social media page, on our Facebook page, that literally just asked the simple question: that uh, Do you think that the FWC should open up uh, snook, redfish, and trout uh, for harvesting again? And it's still blowing up, and it's blowing up all over the place because uh, a lot of people have a lot of opinions on it, and some are good, some are bad, some are magical.
0: Well, the thing some are
2: uh, pretty downright crazy, and uh, for me. You know, I hate to throw in the been here forever card kind of thing, but uh, I can remember all of those days that all these people are are referring to. I grew up on Riviera Bay. I I live a mile away from where I grew up uh, in my house. So Tampa Bay, Riviera Bay, um, uh, Ross Island, Whedon Island. Trust me, I know more about that island than any of you people that have lived here as long as you think you have. When I was a kid, every single moment of my day in the summers were f- with my friends. We were on Wheaton Island,
1: Daylight Ross Island,
2: dark. every single day running around. Knew that island like the back of our hands.
1: You and Gino, Gino, in- Tom, inside Pete, and everybody, out.
2: everybody yep. inside and out.
3: Yep, uh, knew all the secret spots. <laughs> knew Daylight everything. till dark, and sometimes. Daylight and dark.
2: <laughs> and, and you know, and other friends of mine that came along a little bit later in life, uh JJ and Dean and all those guys, we always hung out there as we got older as adults. I'll never forget the day. And I and I know that it's one of those things you don't like to see, but um we came around the corner at Mermaid's Point one time coming through the channel that we knew was there, but nobody else knew, because they used to have to go the old way around Tom Freeze area, around the whole edge, all that stuff. Well, we knew growing up there where there the hidden channel was through there so we come roaring up in there we come roaring up and uh this guy comes around the corner and he's throwing out this huge wake and this guy says uh, hey what are you doing here in this spot and of course I was fishing with JJ a young hot-headed individual and he said uh he said we're, we're fishing and he said well you're in my spot and I and JJ goes there is no your spots out here brother and the guy goes... We don't do dibs. He goes, well, I just saw you ripping across the flats, tearing up all the grass and everything is to get over here to beat me out of there because, you know, I had to go around the long way. And we looked through there and went, we came through the channel, bro. We came right through the channel. We didn't touch a blade of grass coming through here. And the guy was throwing a fit. He's like, well, I've got clients here. That, you know, I got to go. I mean, it literally turned into JJ finally going, look, you got a problem? I'll swim in, meet you on the beach. Come on, let's go.
1: I like JJ. He's like, let's go. <laughs> I like JJ. He goes, JJ. I've been
2: fishing here since I was kid, since I was four years old, born and raised here, man. So don't come over here telling me about my island, you know. Uh, that you just came down here. My spot. If you want to come if you want to come claim your spot, I'll be up on the beach. Come on up. You can come take the spot for me.
1: Did the guy go to the beach?
2: Well, no. Well, of course not. And of course then you got these guys who move down here and they don't know the rules. And I I'm jokingly, but yet also uh, was also dead serious when I say, you know, we're talking about the same people who walk up and down the piers or down the beach and come out with a stringer full of ladyfish and gaff-top sailcats and whatever else bit of dead shrimp on the bottom of the bay. Sea robin. Exactly. You know, a couple of lizard fish, you cut the head off, they're not so ugly. Soup. They look like a little sardine, it's good.
1: Because so uh, I ask them, what are you keeping those for? And they're like, oh, and we make soup.
2: Oh, I, I did I tell you the one where we were down at a small pier, a secret location, and it looked like they had come from a wedding party. They were all dressed to the nines, uh, had a bunch of just-bought-at-Walmart fishing gear, and they were pulling in baby sharks, ladyfish, a couple of trout, a couple of catfish, throwing them all in a bucket, uh, didn't speak any English, but, you know, threw them all in there, and I finally walked over to one guy who came over and borrowed a pair of pliers for me to get a hook out of a shark. <laughs> And a small shark, I mean, literally 18, 19-inch shark.
0: That's good eating there. I
2: had it in a bucket, and I said, what are you guys going to do with all those fish? Oh, we're going to make paella. Oh, okay. That's going to be delicious. <laughs> Especially when you throw those lady fish in there. Mm, nothing hey. like putting pennies in your mouth. Hey, It's going to be great for you. People like coffee.
0: It's a strong
2: flavor. I guess, but it's a flavor that, mean, you can, uh, some, that you can that you can enjoy. Some people either...
1: need to learn the hard way.
2: I'd be interested no. to know, uh, how many people do you think were at this uh, super secret FWC slap down, turn around, pick a bill of cotton meeting no, on I Monday?
0: Think, I think there was about seven guides there on Monday. And then from what I understand, there was about 20 down a little further south in the second meeting. And I'm not too sure. I think they had a third one. But, you know, it was where, real where, hard where, where was the first meeting? It was, it was held at a... In Pinellas a, County? A, a Pinellas County. So out
1: of there, they only had seven select bourgeois uh, <laughs> guides. <laughs> where where well, they have wow. 250... Um, He's you know, the charters, but they only managed to have seven guides. Well, yeah, that sounds like special personal interest to me.
0: So, you're saying the meeting reached about 100 people, maybe? Times. No, 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 I would say uh, 35 40. Our post so far,
2: and there, almost every single person that's seen this has commented over 10,000, almost 11,000 people have been reached, and their comments seem to be more well their
0: comments doesn't matter on social media they need to email the exactly
2: and that's why i've tried to say on them the agenda is going to be coming up on the next meeting and you need to call
0: we are the big wild
2: outdoors by brandon ford here we go it's going to get a little crazier a little bit later on in the show action-packed stay right here Outdoors, Braden, Bill, Carlos, and Jonathan, and uh, everybody hanging out with you this morning. Thank you so much for getting out here. It's a nice day. It's going to be a nice one. I'm loving this cool weather. I really am, I have to say, but tomorrow is supposedly going to get a little rainy. It's going to be a little uh, well, moist. Tonight? Uh, maybe this evening into uh, tomorrow. No. Another front some, pushing through. Some uh,
3: ball-headed dude was saying a couple months ago that we were going to hit a pattern of Rain showers, cold weather, rain showers, cold weather. But
0: Was that in a farmer's almanac? Yes, it was.
2: Well, I love the farmer's almanac. I never planned a hunt outside of the state of Florida without it. That's for sure. And it's always been uh, a good friend. Oh, man. It caught my attention. The Cuban whips out a knife. Something <laughs> might be going on, no, man. I have to pick something. Well, pick. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I know I've been agitating a <laughs> <him laughs> well, at times. Getting, <laughs> a, getting stabbed <laughs> but, in the thigh <laughs> over there, Bill George.
0: But But I will say, you know. Right now the FWC or what? I don't know. He sees something. I got something else for that.
1: (laughs) You were
2: saying the FWC. Right now the
0: FWC has an executive order in that has trout, redfish, and snook closed. They already have very high restrictions on those fish, and and even if they were to open up stuff like trout, you can keep three. Snook one if you hit the slot. would it? Would some people like to see it back in what I call the Playboy Mansion days? Yeah, it'd be nice to have that. Again. No, we're we're in the Playboy Mansion days now. Oh no, you're you're not. That it's not that. It's 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 it's, it's yeah, know, the look, but don't touch. Playboy It's the Mansion redneck days. paradise, you know, days right now. But. Well, you know,
2: and the thing is, is I don't know where other. <laughs> I talked to one guide, and he said, dude, we have a pod of redfish where you have five guides who are beating the hell out of it for two hours with their clients. Yeah. That is so big. This thing is so big. They're hauling them in. They're chasing the school around. And, you know, redfish, when they get hooked, they don't run off somewhere and go hide in the mangroves. We're talking about a species that eats blue crabs for a living. So they're used to things, sticking them in the jaw and in the mouth and everywhere else. Is that all you got? As soon as you let that redfish go, he goes back in the group and he's milling along with the rest of them like it ain't nobody's business, and he will eat again. So you have one guide who tells you, we find a pod, they're everywhere, five other guides are in the area with their clients, throwing bait in there, beating the hell out of them for two hours. Then you got another guide who comes in and goes, well... It's the lack of fish.
0: I can't, I can't. Because find I can't
2: any. find any redfish anywhere. I mean, the snooker here and the trout are there, but redfish nowhere to be seen. But so it's like, it's like anything t- with fishing. Just because they're not where you are doesn't mean they're not there. No,
0: it's- but what's on the table is we have an executive order that has the fishery closed. Okay. FWC has some options. At this next meeting, when they bring it up to the commissioners for some guidance, FWC has the option of, A, keeping the closure, rescinding the closure, and the, re- the closure would go till May, of which at May time frame, that closes Snook back down again, and Snick, Snook would then be closed uh, through August, so you couldn't even catch a Snook through September if they don't rescind it or FWC could rescind it and and allow you to start keeping fish immediately, okay? And then your other option is to turn around and extend it out again. And if people do not get involved that want to start being able to harvest some fish, the numbers are there. I can't state it enough. A lot of what they do is 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 science the people can tell you the numbers. We are biologically not in trouble with these species. We are not hurting. You're so far, we away are from sustainable yeah. at with these regulations.
2: But as right. you heard from some of the posts that I got, it's the what ifs, though. And, and, it's the and, but if. It's what if we get a super season? What do you? Vortex
0: cold front comes through here, then they're they, all wiped out they all will over te- again. They will tell you from the get go, and I can produce audio from FWC meetings. The Snook in the Tampa Bay area, and I can't speak for everything down south— our we're, our snook population retreated back into Tampa Bay and everywhere, and got up and got out of that red tide, and it never took a beating. Nope. Okay. We were catching seventy snook
2: a day out uh, with uh, Captain Little. Uh, what during the a week after it was supposedly all moved devastated. down south? Yeah, devastated.
0: Yeah. So, and
2: not only us, but the other four or five captains
0: that were in the line out on the area were also catching it, just as many. It, and the thing is, even if you were to open up, it's one snook per person. One. Well, but with a but, population but, of 6 million people, Bill George, there would be no snook after day after tomorrow. Oh, yeah, 6 million. If every one of those 6 million people went out there and took us food. Well, they yeah. are. That's, Don't you know that? Yes. They They are. They're all out well, there with Zebco 202s uh, reeling them in. But I believe, in it, and I've stated it, and I've gotten up at the commission meetings repetitively, this is to be managed in public trust. And personally, I believe... They, they could be sued by the people because if you violate the public trust doctrine, you can turn around and it gives you the, the citizens the right to sue FWC. i don't a big proponent of that, but if they don't open it up, somebody needs to get with Morgan & Morgan or somebody else for the people and, and start fighting for the common man. Yeah. To be able to go out well, there. And what would be
3: the settlement in that lawsuit? Do I get like free know. blue crabs for the rest of my life or something? But it's like I said too earlier <laughs> with you talking about the snook. You guys were talking about snook and going out and catching snook and all that. You know, I've been on charter trips when we used to go to Marco for the Cattleman's Convention. We would go out on a charter trip down there. You would have, we would catch, you know, the 18 to 24 inch snook. And guess what? The porpoises figured out where you were fishing at. Oh and yeah! When you turn that snook loose, guess what? They eat it. Free meal. Yep.
0: Hit. Ding, Hit. Ding, ding, ding. I mean, so he's on one side of the boat; his buddy's on the other. In case you decide to flip him out the other way, exactly. And I mean, that's
3: it's it, it's stuff like that that I'm I want to look at some of these people and say, do you take that into consideration? I mean, that's you're blaming it all on the common everyday guy that wants to keep a fish, but then you have. You know, like I said, you've got predation, you've got everything else you've got to throw into the mix, and it seems like they just, that, none of that happens. Yeah. Well,
0: all I know is it should be open biologically. What they're keeping it closed on is on social desires of some people because they only interact with a few people. And the common man does not reach out to FWC. We talked about it before at the, the end of the, the month. The so common
1: man is busy, Bill. Okay, Seriously.
0: But at the at the end of the day, you can write an email to commissioners I agree. at myfwc.com. I and agree. you can call. I agree. And, and at the end of the month, and let me tell you, if you call. It's never been easier, If right? you call and have a voice, you will get your trout, redfish, and snook back. I, I will tell you, if you call. If you do not call. That select group of people will be the people on that call saying it repetitively. I think we ought to keep it closed longer. I think we ought to keep it closed longer. I think we need to not open it until we put more rules in place and tighten it down, and then we can open it. Yeah, and
2: then you are then you just made about 80,000 more people who t- write in on social media go, uh, season never closed for me. I didn't even know it was closed. But I'm that, still catching them. But, I'm still. I'm still going to keep them. I'm not going to. I'm just not. Uh, there are or, people, or
1: a guy like me, who goes once a once in a while, once a blue moon, once a year, once every two years, or a guy like Mike Singleton that has a boat and would like to go out with his daughters and keep a couple fish for dinner.
2: Yeah, or you know, I mean, I mean, it doesn't. Here's the funny part: if you're on Social Security and you're on, uh, you know, that kind of thing, and you could go fish for free, and you got a subsistence living. What are you going to do to those people? You're going to shut them down. I mean, if uh, let me tell you, Mrs. Daughtry goes walking off with a 20 inch snook because she's got to go
0: feed it, and she's I, got her, uh, you know, I her want you to put yourself card. in FWC law enforcement officers' shoes. shoes. Yeah. Okay, just picture yourself as a. Law I'm ready. Go for it. You turn around, come up to a father and son, yep. father and daughter. They're out there mm-hmm. with a couple fishing poles, wade fishing, trying to catch some dinner, yep. and they have. They have three trout. Yep. They're going to be taken back up. They're going up to their truck to put three trout to take home to eat dinner. Is
2: there a link on these trout, or do I care? All
0: within the legal limits. Nothing huge, nothing. They're just taking uh-huh. three trout home for dinner.
2: Father, son, you threw in a dollar, too, so there's we,
0: three of them? We, but they're taking three trout home. So there's three You're people. you going to write a ticket to them?
2: Am I going to write a ticket yeah. to them? No. What I would say to them is I would say, Sir, the trout season's closed. This, that, and the other thing. Do you have uh, a reason to keep these fish? I would say, are you on? Are you on Social Security? Are you? Uh, you know, you got an IBT? You know, EBT card? Are you? Do you have those things? Did because you, there are exemptions.
1: Loo- did you lose your job? Yeah, exactly. Because of COVID,
2: dude. I, and uh, and if they're gonna take it, and they're gonna go home, and they're gonna eat those, and go. Well, listen, if these are the three you want, these are the three. Then you should be. Uh, you should your fishing should be done. And, you know, yep. go and home and clean these home. things and go home and eat them.
0: And that's what's happening. You, you're you getting some officer discretion out there. There's people out there who are just trying to, to feed their families. I had an and officer one time. You're, a putting, of mine. you're making criminals well, out of people when you have a sustainable fishery if they were to write that ticket. And we're talking about not a low-level violation Violating the can I, executive order. Can,
3: can I take this in another direction? Sure. In a health direction from a guy who's dealing with kidney disease right now, who's had to completely change his diet and go in a different direction. There's a reason why I personally have put more wild game and stuff back into my diet. It's better. I mean, I'm sorry. I can sit here and tell it's you healthier. over the last six months, I've got the blood work to prove it from what I've been going through and everything else. And what about those people like me who are trying to live a healthier lifestyle, who are trying to get to the organic, uh,
0: you, you know, can go buy McDonald's. That's <laughs> all you need.
3: But that's what I'm saying is, <laughs> is grocery store, man. It, it, this is the thing that one well, other part of it that drives me nuts is, is we have this big push for farm to table or field to table and everything else. And uh, it's just... They want to limit what game you can keep.
2: I, 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 you got to do what you got to do, and people will do what they want to do. As I was going to tell you, I had an officer one time come around the corner, and there's a little grill, a little fire, and a redfish on top of a stick. You know, being there, it's probably about a 16, 17-inch redfish filleted out. And he said, are you guys cooking this for lunch? And they were like, yes, sir, that's it. And they're like, are you continuing to fish? They're like, no, we're just hanging out here, man. We just we caught one so we could eat it. And he went... Okay, he goes, well, just so you know, this is an undersized redfish, so keep it to one, enjoy your lunch, and uh, see you guys later. And that's about, once once it's on a stick, what are you going to do? Once it's on the grill, what are you going to do? I mean, it started out, it was within the slot, it shrank down once I put it on the heater, once I took the skin off, you know, I'm just saying.
0: You mean you you filleted it? uh, Oh, you're in trouble there.
1: I did? No. (laughs) Filet and release. <laughs> Let's give them those invisible filet knives. Yeah. Bill was talking about Why don't we before.
2: talk about all the offshore guys who ceviche things while it's right there, you know, all the time. Uh, you know. Yeah. Take a chunk off the back end and uh, oh, ceviche shoot. that bad boy. All right, here we go. It's a break. You know that. If you want to call, you can. 888-404-1010. 404 1010 We're going to take a fast one. We'll be back. Big and Wild Outdoors. <laughs> Carlos has got it going on over there, man. <laughs> Yay! One. One. Number Three one! one. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Swindle, Carlos, the Cuban uh, redneck, uh, Lopez. Oh, by the way, happy birthday.
1: Thanks, man. Thanks.
2: Uh, what are you now? Uh, fifty? fifty Fifty what? Four. You are not 54 years old. Yeah, man. <laughs> are you really?
1: Yeah. Jeez, you look ancient.
2: So anyway, uh, wow. it's uh, a... <laughs> wow. <laughs> really? I didn't. I thought you were just turning 50.
3: No, that was the the Gould's Hunt I in can mo- Mexico. Oh, really? <laughs> That's I, right. Well, happy I can, birthday. I can move back if I need to.
2: Why is your mic so damn low? Would you put bubble gum on there or something? Or are you just... What, what did you do? No, I'm, I don't know. You had this thing. Uh-huh. Check, check, check. Why is he so low?
1: It's this equipment from the Empire, from the Beasley
0: <laughs> Some people prefer it that way. Yeah. I, I um.
2: guess he's the quiet guy. He's the quiet one. <laughs>
0: the one when he's but mad it's a little lower. What? Yeah. Do we have somebody on the line? Yes, so. of course we do. Think we so.
2: mentioned it at the beginning of the show. Maybe you should pay attention. All right. Uh, going from uh, trash fish to uh, turkey talking, our uh, good buddy uh, Chad Hodges calling in on the show. He's a crazy man himself. What's going on, Chadrick? Are you hanging out this morning? What are you doing? Are you fishing? Oh
4: no. Oh no. What do you we mean? Wrapped up duck season last week, so we're in the shop right now. We've got gun parts all over the place. Uh ah. shotguns here. Tearing well, them down from duck season, getting them flipped over to turkey mode.
2: So let me ask you go. this. How did you uh how did you do? Because Carlos and Bill George went down south and uh went uh duck hunting this past year, went down towards uh what was it Cluiston? Is that where you guys went? Cluiston. Yeah. yeah, and uh did pretty good. Not too bad. Had one malted, three uh three teals, right? There, three, there three. was
0: there was no lack of opportunity to shoot. There might have been a lack of contact. Skilt.
2: Yeah. I'm getting worse <laughs> as I
0: get older, man. Sorry. I, I'm sorry. The eyesight.
1: You
4: so how lean huh? on the opportunity?
2: How'd you do, Chad? Did yep. you do all right? Did you kick booty? What's the deal? All right.
4: I had a fantastic season. I had, I had an awesome season. I did stuff a little bit different this year. Um, normally, I'm hitting all the lakes and going after all the species. But, you know, this year was just a real funky year, just all around. I just like being around people and crowds and a bunch of craziness. So, I decided to focus on wood ducks this season.
2: Nice. And um,
4: running around in the cypress swamps. And uh, my goal was to shoot as many male wood ducks as possible. And, you know, because we all seen those beautiful drapes. We know what they look like. And I started out wanting to shoot 50 male wood ducks. That was my goal for the season. So I I bypassed the lakes and the crowds, put on the waders, the vests, grabbed the gun, and just spent my time creeping swamps going after those.
2: So when you do that, I guess you don't set up decoys? You just kind of hang and call? Pretty much.
4: Um, I I developed a call a few years ago. It's a Quaker boy call. It's called the Spitting Woody. And um, it's it's a male wood duck call that produces the wheeze of the male wood duck. And when you use this call, it's, it's almost like turkey hunting. It's like getting to shoot three gobblers a day. It's so much fun, it becomes addictive, and you really don't want to hunt anything else once you start doing them like that.
2: Well, now this one here, are you going to have the uh, call out there? To, are you going up to the turkey extravaganza today? Oh, yeah.
4: Um, the
2: extravaganza
4: this weekend, no. The next event I'm heading to is the one uh, you guys have about G5.
2: Oh, you're going to be out there on I'll, the 6th? we will be there. Awesome. Well, you got to bring that little wheezy whatever thing is. I want to hear it. Uh, you got to yep. bring that thing. My, wanna... mine,
1: mine's broken.
2: Oh, oh. So wait, he's I, asking I, for a free no, one, no, Chad. No, Run bro- away! Yeah, Run away! <laughs> I broke it. I just. But, but I,
1: I got it straight from from them from Quaker Boy. I, but yeah, I didn't get it from Chad. But, but you're, you're working like a rib bone now. No, you could, ju- no, could just fix it. If why else would you film? mention
2: it, you son of a? Hey. I'll bring it. Uh, yeah, Carlos knows what to do. We go back a long
4: time. You bring it, I'll take a look at it, and uh, I'll see if I don't have any extra one laying around hey. there. We'll get you set
2: up. Oh, and Chad, there, please, just Chad, so. please just actually <laughs> put it together again with a, like a crappy little zip tie and go, there <laughs> you go, you're all set.
1: As long as it works. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes. I like my old but, clothes. Uh, yeah, man.
4: Yeah, I, um, I went, uh, I, I aimed for 50. I only shoot 50 drinks this season. I ended up spending a season with 67.
0: Wow. 57 nice.
4: drinks in one season. That that's blown away my personal record, you know, two times over. So I can't complain one bit. Yeah. The season was good to me and you know, and it's it's really hard to flip over from death mode to turkey mode because the gap is getting narrower each year. Yeah. Back in the day
0: There's something to hunt anytime. That's right. yeah So
2: every single time. Now, when you say that you're going to be uh, flipping over and you're cleaning guns, which I don't know why you would even do that. Uh, if <laughs> are you just basically just changing out chokes and getting things cleaned up? Are you changing camo? I mean, well, how are you doing that? When you
4: uh, there, there, there's it's a little bit of a process, you know. Um, I, I clean my guns often, unlike you know a lot of people out there. Um, you know, I, I put my clean oil on at the beginning of the season. And, you know, maintain throughout. But after the season's over, when it comes to turkey guns, I only want to take them apart one time at the beginning of the season. I don't want to tear the thing apart and pop the barrel off, move the choke, any of that stuff during the season, because it alters your setup. That's right. So I want to get one really good thorough cleaning beforehand, and then once we start patterning and testing the turkey loads out, which, you know, that's another interesting subject in itself. I mean, there's a lot of people out there, you know, some people are a little oblivious. They think they're just going to go buy a box of shells and head out into the woods and shoot a turkey. You know, ordinarily each year we pattern, we test. We do a lot of testing on the range with the choke tubes and with the load. But turkey shells are super hard to come by this year. So, you know, we're having to scale back our testing and our patterning, and that's extremely difficult when we got new guns coming into the mix. We have, uh, Rite has a 20-gauge shotgun that's out this year. It just came out. They're just starting to ship, and uh, the turkey model is just shipping um, next week, and you know, some distributors are getting them in. So you, you want a pattern, of course. Well, it, it's getting extremely hard for people to find shells. I mean, I'm encouraging people that if they find turkey loads, just snatch those things up while yeah, they can.
2: Well, you know, I had a guy come in uh, yesterday looking for turkey loads, and I said, uh, we have turkey loads, but we are not putting them out. I think a lot of stores are keeping them in reserve until probably about a week before turkey season starts. And the reason why, Chad, is because since there is no buckshot and there is no more duck loads, there's no more BB or goose loads or anything else because people were buying it for home defense shotguns so uh, they could have something in case they needed it. Uh, You wouldn't believe how many people were coming in buying tungsten. They were buying uh, heavy shot and everything else just so they would have something to shoot out of their shotguns in case the the world ended the next day, so I know yeah. I know that we have a ton of turkey loads and all that stuff all hanging in the back. Uh, we got heavy shot TSS everything everything you're gonna need, um, and uh, Dylan and everybody we all made came to the same decision. We're not putting it out on the shelf. For people to take away and use for home defense loads. Yeah,
1: because then the turkey hunters are not going to be able to find any Dude, loads. That duck have... hunters,
2: duck hunters couldn't find anything because they would come in and all the the four and fives were, were gone. Yep. They were like, well, this yeah. must be better. So I'm i uh, taking six <laughs> boxes of it, and I'm going, where are you guys going duck hunting this weekend? Oh, I'm not. I'm just using this, you know, for home defense. I'm going to go shoot a couple boxes, get used to it, then put the rest in, keep it, you know, so mm-hmm. I have yeah. something. So it's out there. It's just I don't think a lot of people are putting it out yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is a gotta good have thing.
4: You secret free basin handshake to get it. You got to know who to talk to, and you got to show up in a, in a trench coat with a hat on and a white envelope <laughs> and talk to the right guy to
2: get it. I guarantee you if you have uh, two boxes of 5.7 by 28, you can go to some super secret Facebook page and say you'll trade it for turkey loads. You'll probably get up with a case of it. I mean, it has oh, literally yeah, become I- currency.
4: It has. I've had offers. I've, I've got guys in my message box hitting me up. They're offering me $20 per shell yes. On my TSS shell.
2: That's crazy. But well, hang on, uh, Chad. Hang on, Chad. we got to take a real hard break. But listen, don't go anywhere. We'll talk to you when we get back. Can you hang on? Yes. All right. all right. Hang on a we We're going to take a break. We're going to talk with uh, Chad Hodge. Of course, he's a rep for Rete and Heavy Shot and all kinds of other things. I mean, he's sponsored out the Yin Yang. And we'll get to all that when we come back from break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Stay right there. Jonathan, Carlos, Bill, Diego, and Chad on the phone Chad Hodge, of course, uh, big time turkey slayer And apparently a guy who likes to go out and shoot up into the trees and kill ducks as well So, uh, Chad, welcome. welcome in Thank you so much for joining us this morning I know that you, uh, you alluded to the fact that you're going to be coming out to the G5 turkey event That's going to be happening on the 6th of next month It's a Saturday It's from 10 until 3 I know that we have a lot of other folks that are going to be showing up out there. I think, uh, of course, Sullivan's going to show up again, and uh,
1: well, I invited Kevin Chad Vaughan. last year.
2: Yeah, Chad's coming. I told him to come. I mean, I wanted him to come out there and and be a part of it. He was there last year. Well, I, 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 I invited it, him last year.
1: He's my thermosol partner, man. Yeah,
2: well, he, I mean, he, uh, did. he ther- did. I wasn't
4: on the flyer last year, and and because I was such a late intro, and I said. I said, Carlos, please get me on the flyer this year. I want to see my face. I want my sponsors to know I'm out here really doing stuff. <laughs> well,
2: well, you are doing stuff. I mean, you're out there killing stuff, and you're spreading the good word. I know that, uh, you know, oh, speaking yeah. of your sponsors, I mean, you got – are you still with uh, CK? You're still with them, right?
4: Yeah, I got uh, CK. Um, they hooked me up with some really awesome clothing and, and these, these headbands I wear in duck season. And we were talking about, earlier about, you know, not using decoys and stuff. We were running around these swamps, and, uh, you know, and it, and it was in the 80s in the last few days of the season. And it was a real grind. You got sweat pouring down into your eyes and stuff like that. And so when people see my pictures on Instagram, they always see these these crazy headbands I'm wearing. And those are the guys that provide those. And, um, that's one of the reasons why I wear those. And, um, so we got CK, uh, True Choke Tubes. We got Retay, of course, um, Heavy Shot. Um, we got, uh, Bunker Kings and Company, their, their uh, logo is uh, We Kill Suckers, and it fits into the uh, hunting world pretty well. So, I mean, if people are looking for some different styles to wear, then uh, you can check them out.
2: And, of course, Thermosell. Um, you don't hunt in Florida. We, I mean, if you're a Floridian, most uh, everybody has one, or at least they should have one somewhere in a backpack
1: somewhere. Those
2: That's things, right.
0: they will save
1: your butt. And uh,
2: Car-
0: Carlos mows his yard with one.
2: I think he does. He's, uh, he's hey, afraid to give him some the,
1: I'm in my shop. I got it on. I mean, I, I'm, I'm always using it, man. I
2: think he's addicted. I think he just huffs them. I think he's huffing views. <laughs> hey,
1: me and Chad have both been there over 10 years, man. We've done a lot for thermosylvias.
2: Well, I know you haven't. I still haven't got any free pads. So, anyway. Uh, <laughs> you got free pads, you got uh, Quaker Boy, of course. Everybody knows them. I That's mean, they right. make great calls all over the place on that one, and uh, I'm sure we'll have plenty of those out there while we're there at the uh, event. Right.
4: Let's not forget Cleanse Oil. Oh, you yeah. Come well, come yeah. and pick up all the Cleanse Oil. Yeah,
2: Chris and the boys, uh, yeah, we love those guys, man. They've done a great job with that product for sure, and uh, we sell a ton of it, and it, it is good stuff. But uh, you going out there, what are you going to do when you get out there? Are you just going to be helping folks, uh, giving them a few pointers, showing out really cool stuff? What are you, you going to be doing?
4: It's, it's a combination of all those things because, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, these events are really, really important. People don't understand how important they are at the grassroots level to meet people, to talk to them, you know, because you can look on the Internet and you can see there's a lot of posers out there. And uh, we're going to call this this, this uh, session poser exposure, okay? Those there's, there's guys that think that they represent these companies, and it's simple enough just to post a few pictures on Instagram, and that's doing the job. But it's not, you got to get out there and talk to the people, and makes them you know feel confident about the product and if you've actually killed stuff with it if you've actually used the product in zero degrees like i have over a hundred degrees and it works you know you can tell them that and look them in the eye and instead of just posting some pictures just to, to show how cool you are that, that you're hooked up by these companies and um you get out there and you can walk them to the product you can show it to them you can give them some tips and advice you know there's so much you can do and it's just really fun to meet the people you know, and last year, the event was held right before the world went crazy. So, you know, I have a really good memory of it because that was the last time that everybody got together, yep. everybody's hearts were light, and, you know, and just they were so optimistic about the season and the year ahead. And then it was like the next week, just everything went in the toilet. So this yep. is a this is a chance to, to bring back some of that and get everybody feeling good again, get everybody hyped up and just, you know, see your friends, make new ones. It's just a really good time. I really like to see uh, Away day down south to that event. I'm looking forward to
2: it. Well, it's going to be. Uh, I know that uh, with the whole COVIDy masky thing and all that kind of stuff going on, I know that uh, uh, Bill was talking about uh, doing some stuff outside with the tent, kind of like what we did with Bill George with his Gator seminars and things and that, like that. And that
0: worked out really well. It
2: did. I, I, you know, people like standing outside if you're not, you know, as long as it's not raining or you know a thousand degrees with you know ninety-eight percent relative humidity and uh coming right. up next month it'll be nice and if you get a nice little breeze off the lake uh it'll be uh it'll be a nice time. I know um uh there's an event going on today that a lot of people are going to be at. Uh, a lot of the names that are at the Turfe Extravaganza up in Webster are going to be coming down for the one at uh, G5 on the 6th. So if you can't make it all the way up to um, Webster, you know, make it down to the one. You'll have the
3: strawberry festival that weekend too.
2: That's right. That's the opening weekend. So yeah. there's a lot oh, of yeah. gonna be a lot of traffic coming back and forth down off ninety two, trying to get in the back way, you know, to get to the uh, get to the festival grounds. But uh, you can it's,
4: hit the festival afterwards too, you know, and, and that's that's part of my superstition. I'm a little bit superstitious when it comes to things, and and one of my things each spring I have to have a phone cake before the turkey season in order to have a good season. So I always make it a point to get to the strawberry festival and have my funnel cake. And every time I go to the strawberry festival and have a funnel cake, usually a couple of heads end up turning into a red mist during
0: the season. We, so, that's funny. We turn around. We have a little camp tradition, and it's ice cream. And even when we're out in the swamp, we turn around, we'll be bringing in great big tubs of ice cream, and that's, that's our lucky <laughs> mojo. Really? Oh yeah, uh,
2: mine was always if you. Mine was always if we heard a Leonard Skinner song on the way up to the hunt, then we knew it was going to be a good hunt, and if not, you'd have to. We'd have to search around for it. You know, in the old days, you'd look around, and if not, bring your own CD, because <laughs> it had yes, to be there Yeah. Well, listen, we look forward to seeing you out there, man, and uh, uh, get back to cleaning those shotguns because turkey season is literally right around the corner. That's
4: right. Going to hit the range here and start doing some patterning. So thank you guys for the opportunity. You guys take care, and I hope to see you down there.
2: Oh, yeah. We'll all be there, man. Chad, thank you so much, man, for calling in on the show. That's Chad Hodge, of course. He's a big turkey slayer, big turkey uh, extraordinaire guy. He'll be out at the uh, G5 turkey event on the 6th of next month. That's a Saturday. It's going to go. and for it's Official is 10 to 3, but most of the guys usually hang out for uh, hours afterwards, you know, because a lot of people are – I have a million questions, a lot of new people to come in.
3: It's amazing how you can get people to hang out when you want to talk about hunting.
2: Well, it is amazing, but it's amazing and more when it comes to turkeys because you know, it's not that they're just elusive, but the ability or the property to get to it. I think a lot of people are under the impression that you have to, you know, have a uh, private ranch somewhere where, you know, you have 10,000 acres and uh
1: that doesn't hurt.
2: It it doesn't hurt, but as Bill George has proven time and time again, Um, public land can be very productive if you know what you're doing and you put in the time and effort and get out there and and do some of the hard work, kind of like what Chad was talking about. You know, Chad was saying, you know, hey, look, I want to do my limit. My goal was to get 50 wood ducks this year. So he Put on the waiters. He went out away from the crowds and went out and did it, you know, the bard away, the hard well, way. Well, he's, <laughs> he,
1: he's always away from the crowds, though. He doesn't, he's got his places that he goes to, and that's it, and he goes by himself.
2: Obviously, they're pretty good places if he ended up with uh, 57 birds. Well, he's the been, season. He's been a... doing
1: this for a long time. Plus, he goes every day in yeah. season in the morning. Well, it's like Bill
2: George. Or, when know. Turkey Brain kicks in, hey. all of a sudden he's like, he's gone. It's like gators. It's two years. Deer, yeah, mm, eh. hogs, yeah, eh, anytime. Turkeys and deer. Uh, I mean, turkeys and and uh, going out and, and getting gators.
1: Two Be- different. Believe me, I know better than anybody. <laughs> two different mojos <laughs> all together.
0: Well, did I, you? I, did, I, like, I like sleeping sometimes.
2: Did you go out and uh, inspect the uh, the new property last weekend? Did you we, have a ch- We did.
0: I went out and mowed about an acre of it. And did, what are you uh, going to put in that acre? you have done a lot of I'm work. Not, I'm not too sure yet. I I turned around, took Carlos right. out there with me. Um, you what, know,
3: what what do you want me to order you? Because I'm I, fixing to order me I, some seeds. I,
0: I don't know yet. I, I turned around. I had a a a area that was open, void of trees, and I mowed that down. It was a it was an acre. Yeah. And then I you, mowed you some did trails. Yeah, you did. A lot I mowed of trails. some trails down, and now I got to connect a few things and and start maybe taking a disc out or a drag out and expose the dirt and just trying to see where the animals move naturally. I know a guy with a rototiller, too.
2: Yeah. What, were you, uh, what were you cutting trails with? Were you out there with some gravely uh, rattle? Oh, Bush hog on a tractor. And me, and me that's and not and a trail. That's a road.
1: And me and George. No, we did <laughs> me mow and, a road. Yeah, <laughs> and me and George had clippers, and then his brother and his father showed up, and he, his brother, Rich, got the chainsaw. <laughs> And then we just went to town. I mean, we got a lot of work done. I a came, lot.
2: too. I brought my pruners.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, we Trimming we some have... limbs back out of the uh shooting No, we were cutting something. vines, and we were cutting stuff, you know.
0: We turned around in a very short period of time, Sunday afternoon, made a lot of progress. Are you going to
2: and... burn it, yes or no?
0: He needs I don't to know burn that I... some areas. So. I don't know that I can't, I can't burn it, okay? But I don't know if the the state... Oh, yes. And, and managing its property. Oh, yes. You know, that we're surrounded by. Call the Forestry Service right now. But I don't know that they burn their property. I, I got to figure that out.
3: No, you can call them and get it set up to where they'll come out and do a burn, a control burn for you. I don't Because it
2: is private property, bro.
0: I understand that.
1: Well, then get out there and start burning. You got to do it now before the rainy season hits. And I did see the other people's property cuz I kind of went veered off the Carlos line. Carlos kind of, you know, OCD. By mistake. Sure.
0: OCD, he starts burning other people's trails.
1: I I it they literally butt up against each other, both properties. So there's no fence. Did, did, did never, you do a Steve Austin? Uh,
3: th- th- maybe take maybe the I shortcut. Mean, I, I think, the
1: shortcut. Well, you know, I just saw. Uh, then I said, "Wow, this is a little too clear. And pretty <laughs> nice. I'm all, in the wrong area." All, all
0: <sighs> I know, all so I know I,
2: is I
1: scooted uh, back over. It's, it's called a golf course, Carlos. Slowly back up with your head. The guy's sign says, "Armed trespassing is a felony." And I was like, okay, time to get out of here. But
0: I turn around. All I can do is picture some guy looking at his trail cam pictures and seeing a guy with a pair of. Yeah, I did clip <laughs> some stuff hands. for them, too. So oh, that, that was they'll, nice. Couple,
1: like yeah, I said, they'll, take they'll a couple steps, and then all of
3: a sudden you see him backing up going. <laughs> I
1: found, I found a, a, a big old you know uh, tree stand that they put together out of you know two-by-sixes and planks and two four-by-fours. and four by fours.
2: And you trimmed it up for him?
1: No, I flipped over the piece of wood that has six-inch nails in it. I was like, yeah, if somebody steps <laughs> on that, that's going to be a bad his day. His OCD that's is so cru- bad. That's a crucifixion right there.
2: Maybe they did it on purpose to keep people like you from climbing Around inside nah, the tree stand. I don't stadium. think so. The
1: guy's oh. a state attorney, so
2: well, then he's got the law inside. Well, there you go. Maybe he shouldn't have been At there chomping around. All, well, I was well, keeping an eye on <laughs> things, and I didn't know where I was. <laughs> tripping really. some honeysuckles. Good for now you. Now I know.
3: Now
0: I know. I we, got you. Have you met your neighbors? No, no. That no, was the first been, time. That it was, that the was first our day. first time out there. So well,
2: that's nice. Well, so you got a little work done, and you got more stuff to do. I mean, but this was just the first salvo, right?
0: I'm, I'm gonna make another trip, quick trip out there, probably. Sunday, turn around and do a little bit of stuff. I'm going to haul some tree stands out. We just need to start putting some stuff out there and try and figure out the land. Personally, you know, I, I know I reb Jonathan a lot. I am i don't prefer to hunt over a feeder. I don't mind killing a hog over a feeder, but that's not my deal. And so I have a lot of work to learn where these animals like to move on the property. So that's that's just... It's for it's me. It's going to
1: cut some trails and, yeah. and the lay of the land. You know what I mean? Get Getting
0: land. to know. Yeah. Well, but you're going, hey, but
3: to, to harass you just a little bit, you just created natural funnels form with your bush hog out there. Yes. So you're doing the same well, thing exactly, and I'm doing with a feeder. Exactly.
0: But they can come anytime <laughs> and go. Um, they can know. come
3: and go anytime with a feeder. It just goes off at eight and five. <laughs>
1: We did put up a camera. I put up one of my spy point cameras. And, Good. You know.
2: So you can see if there's anybody out there uh, you, doing a Carlos.
3: Yes. Well, but well, there'll you, be a
1: lot of pictures of us. First <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: sure. Well, but he, and like I said, he laughs. There's people I've had that come in the shop and have asked me that question. How do I get deer moving around on my property? I'm like, do you have a tractor and a bush hog? Yeah. I'm like, go have at it.
2: <laughs> Cut some stuff and put up a feeder and you'll see where they are just
3: cut some stuff cuz they like what well, they're Anything just like us. fresh they, growth they they will come in well they like fresh walking growth. on a side. you like walking on a sidewalk don't you
2: yeah so do they nice <laughs> yeah and even better after it burns yep all right we're going to take a break top of the hour we come back we got Joe Wilson standing by he's calling all the way from Arkansas he's going to give us a rundown on the uh, big giant squirrel championship that's going on it's the big giant cook off that they have every year up in Arkansas Thousands and thousands and thousands of people will be in attendance. We'll be back. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford.